This is 5 Minutes with Mike. Our news, our voice, and our opinion. With your host, Michael Beckford. Now stop, listen, and pay attention for 5 Minutes with Mike. with Mike. This is Sunday, May 30th, 2020. Um, <laughs> all I have to say is I thank God for today. I thank God for my life. I thank God for all of the lives, the black lives that have white lives and brown lives that have put themselves on the line um, within these demonstrations. I think of the song right now. Um, I guess I'll just sing it. <laughs> we shall overcome. We shall overcome someday. I guess I think of that song because I, I wonder when that someday will come. You know, everybody has seen, anybody in the world has seen the brutal nine minutes of George Floyd's death. I'm one of them that had it. Why? Because I saw Aubrey's death and honestly, the jolt of his death still stands strong, the, the pugnant scent of racism on those men still stands strong in my vision today in my in my I've had dreams I've had runs where I see this young man and it's almost straight out of a movie script and so a lot of people are outraged of course a lot of people have a lot of feelings of course I've expressed some feelings even with one of my uh, recent run-ins with the police. I have never. Now, here's the thing: I have never ever been to jail in my life. Am I a perfect citizen? Of course not. But for what the police stopped me for, and the behaviors of that white uh, woman police officer was uncalled for. And so, at the end of the day, this is type of the type of justice that we're asking for. That my heart rate. Going up a hundred and probably one hundred and sixty-five beats a minute when the police is there, my heart rate going up, my pulse, PTSD type of moments. Now, the, by the grace of God, because I know that God is over my life, God is watching over me and many of you today listening to this podcast. Many of you that are hurt, many of you that don't know nowhere to go, God is watching you. God loves us. God loves you. God loves his people. And there are bad cops, just like bad doctors, bad lawyers, that make policing seem really bad. But my question is, why is it that it seems that the black officers, now mind you, they're definitely imperfect as well. But why does it seem that black officers can find a little bit more grace when it comes down to constraint? A little bit more grace when it comes down to not acting as judge and jury, but acting as those that are not only protectors of the law and keepers of the law, but those that say, hey, I have taken this badge as a badge of honor and dignity 
and I will do my darnest best to protect the citizens that are paying my check. People fail to realize and forget sometimes my dad was a cop, a community officer. People knew him. People still know him. Of course, some people he pissed off, may not like, but people overall, and even though me and my dad, we have our disagreements. One thing I can say about my father, people overall liked my father and still do even when he shed the badge because he is just that type of guy. And so when I when we ask for proper policing, we're not saying we don't want police at all in our communities because we know bad things happen to good people. But what we're saying is, why is it that you have nonviolent offenses or uh, alleged offenses, I shall say, nonviolent offenses that are continue to end up in violent deaths. And even if it was, let's just say, a car chase that happened where the young man lost his life and the, 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 the snarky police smiles on camera. Or you have, obviously, the situation that happened with the young lady that there was a no knock, no anything uh, warrant, uh, a parent warrant, which was the misplaced address, and she ends up dead and she was a first responder first on the line so no media blacks are not just marching for mr floyd we're marching because of all the systemic system of oppression that has taken place over year after year after year after year after year and i don't give a damn about a building being burnt down if it comes down to me caring more about a building versus a life. Now, as I told someone earlier on Facebook, I am not condoning buildings being burnt down. I am not condoning violent protests or any of these particular measures. But what I am saying, if I have to do, if I have to choose two particular equivalents to be outraged and over upset about, I'm going to be outraged and upset about that, about a life about my life potentially being taken. Am I next? And that's all black people are talking about. And you have, and now we're starting to see this generational equations where the older blacks are saying, huh, no, no, you know, that's not the way to protest. That's not the way to protest. But what way is there to protest? When Kaepernick kneeled, that wasn't the way. That's not a way to protest. When people burn American flags, oh no, that's not a way to protest. What is there? When is there a right way to protest? And young people that are seeing this situation happen all the time, being targeted by uh, mayors like, uh, can't think of his name, but he was running for president, by mayors that say, stop and frisk. We're going to stop them all, all, any minority, because they, they, because of the fact that they are black and brown, primarily black, they are automatically born as a criminal. Automatically. No, they're not going to quote unquote say that, but that's pretty much the rhetoric that that's taking place. And so you have two worlds colliding. You have a situation in New York where after the after this pandemic thing, people started like trying to start a light up a little bit. You see this cop. This is the first time we see after this Corona thing, a cop with his knee on the neck of a black man. Thank God that black man lived. But did we have to say that every day? And what crime did he commit? He wasn't wearing a mask? A mask? 
Really? And and honestly, that's not even a crime that's on legislation to have to wear mask. All right. While at the same time, on the other side of the playing field, you had the cops that were meekly handing out masks to the white citizens that were in Central Park. Which brings me back to another subject. Central Park Becky, or whatever you want to call her, Karen, whatever you want to call her, racist. That's the name. I don't care if they're Democrat, Republican, there's racism within all of the parties, okay? And this particular lady who knew and understood who knew and understood the power of her words, who knew and understood that if she called the police and said African-American man or black man or whatever, these are all triggers. These are trigger words. She knew that if she said that very thing, that she'll have an opportunity, that the police will more than likely put the full force and weight upon that particular man, who was also a Campbell by coincidentally. Thank God for the footage. But what about those that don't have footage? What about the body cams that, that are screwed? We just see a body body cam footage they just released. Looks like, you know, uh, they, it's, it's an editorial <laughs> for the most part. I'm 34 years old. In 10 years, uh, 10 to 20 years, I'll be an elder statesman in my community. I'm still considered a young man. I'm still considered a young black man. I'm still considered a threat to our society. George Floyd, I believe, was 44 years old. A threat to our society. So when people are marching, when people are having issues, when is enough enough? Now, these marches have taken on an international stage. Why? Because there's black people everywhere. And in everywhere, they're feeling some sort of injustices. Black people in London are marching right now. Praise God for that. People, but not just black people, are marching in places. Iowa? In Iowa. Iowa City, Iowa. People were marching for justice. Now, you may ask yourself, what is the remedy? What is the solution? When is it going to stop? So here's the deal. We all know what's coming next. We all know what's coming next. These governors have already called a National Guard. Unfortunately, for black people and those that support the rights of blacks against the state, i.e. bad cops, because not all cops are bad, okay? I want to get that point across. Not all cops are bad. Matter of fact, a good majority are good. But silent cop, a cop that is silent is just as bad as a bad cop. So I want to say that too, okay? But not all cops are bad. There's a lot of good cops. I was raised by a good cop, okay? But when you have a system of oppression, our black people that are judged by their hairstyles, because they got dreads, oh, he's a thug, according to our president, of course. Because they may wear their pants tagging down a little bit, oh, they're about to do something, hold your purse. We have a culture that should be expressed by our culture. We should be policing our own. Now, 
One thing I do acknowledge about Riviera Beach Police Department, they have a lot of black police officers in their, their ranks. Once again, I'm not saying that just because you're a black cop, that means you're a good cop. Black cops have killed civilians as well. But there's an overarching narrative when it comes down to a white police officer killing a black or white, I'm sorry, black man or black woman. Okay, so I believe we have to start policing ourselves. We need better communities when it comes down to everything. The coronavirus has affected us worse than any other community subsector. We need better health care. We need better, not just education. Black people, especially black women, are the most more educated than anybody in America. Okay, education has been the, the tool that everybody goes back to. Education is great. But what type of education are we talking about? Because the old school way of doing education, going to a brick and mortar building, that's out the door. That should be burnt down. In, in Not in a literal sense, but in a figurative sense, okay? The education system, the way in which it has gone on for so many years, teaching you to go get a job, go work for somebody, get that nine to five, and hopefully you get down the line, you get some benefits. It's not there anymore. So when you have people that are unemployed, people that have been judged by the color of their skin and not the content of their character, people that are hungry, people that are tired, people that just want to live their freaking lives and be themselves. We have all these things go on and day after day on social media, you see another person that look like you die to the hands of those that are supposed to protect us or die to some willy nilly racism or racist. And I even I'm not even talking about the other situation that happened on the turnpike where um, or the, the freeway, whatever, where uh, this white guy said he was afraid of his life and he pulled out the gun on this black guy and killed him. OK, so day after day minute after minute we see these situations and black people are screaming enough is enough enough is enough they say we shall overcome I just I don't know when that someday is I do say this black people to my black people I love you to my black men. I love you. I love you to my black women. I love you. I want you to be prosperous. I want us to be prosperous. I love you so much. My black man with dreads, my black woman with kinky hair. I love you. I love you. I love you. I see you. I want us to be in a place where we can be truly free, where we don't have to be bound by systematic oppression, be bound by lawless policing, be bound by states of aggression. This has been a special edition of Five Minutes with Mike. I thank you for listening. Have a blessed day. Five Minutes with Mike is written, produced, and directed by Michael D. Beckford. All rights reserved. Copyright 2018 by Speak Publishing International. A Michael Beckford Media Group LLC production.